You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron's 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. We're calling this our post-Thanksgiving episode, or I say post-apocalyptic episode. (laughs) Well, it's first of all, it's episode 75, and clearly we survived Thanksgiving because we're still here. We're still here, although we did skip last week. We did. I think it was just fine for us to do that. I'm sure no one died because of it. (laughs) Well, it was a rest week, so we decided to rest physically and mentally. Does this cost us anything mentally to do this? I'm not sure it does. <laughs> but we did We did take... I took more of a partial rest week. I didn't rest rest. You didn't rest rest? I just rested. Oh, okay. I didn't rest rest. All right. All right. So for all of you who know the difference between rest rest and rest, good luck. <laughs> Look, everybody who works out understands the difference between rest and rest rest. Mm. Like, yeah. you know... So well, I still one, did some things. One of the reasons we didn't get to the we didn't get to the podcast on Monday was because we had a water leak. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about that. Oh, like, I did. I did. Like childbirth, like when you forget like how bad things were. Oh no, I did not forget the water leak. So we had a we've been wondering the past couple of months our water bill has got increasingly higher. I kept wondering, who's using all the water? Yeah, so, well, and we're complaining about the city. Like, the city just keeps charging us more money. You know, those, those jerks. I know, I kept trying to figure it out on the bill. I was like, maybe it's the trash. or the, No, maybe it's the sewer. What are they charging us so much for? Yeah, so I began to notice this uh, wet spot in the driveway. Um, you know, backing out of the driveway, my son backing out in his car, I noticed there's a, a rut. And I thought, oh, well, it had been raining for a couple of days. You know, I thought yeah. it was just, that's what it was. And then the rain went away, but... There was this continuous wet spot, and turns out there was a water leak in the pipeline, in the water line. Well, you know, old house problems, right? Our house was built in 1931. It's a constant project, it seems. Yep, so I spent Monday digging in, anybody's ever dug in mud, you know how fun that is. So digging up our water line, uh, and my, of course my dad helped me, He and well, he probably did most of the work. Um <laughs> Because you only get to hold flashlights and <laughs> screwdrivers while your dad does things. I hold shovels and listen. Um, no, we dug up the water uh, water line, and then, of course, we had to cut it and fix it and put it back together and then test it. And the first fix didn't work, so we had to do it again. Anyway, so Long that took all day. Long story short, he didn't really have a rest week. That didn't that feel like... That was a lot of physical labor. That did not feel like a rest day. Until the tractor came. Until your dad pulled around with the tractor, and then it was like, oh... Well, this is way better. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't dig up the water line with a tractor. It's... No, but you can cover it back up with one, yep. and that was way better than shoveling all that mud. That's exactly what we did. I but know. But we did take last week off uh, for the most part, and it felt good. I felt really good not doing anything for a while. We did. We even did some dumb things <laughs> on our time off. We decided, like we do every now and again, hey, let's go out to eat. Yeah. And then every single time we're like, this was a huge mistake. 
I just want for all you, you know, listeners out there, I want to tell you how hard it is to live with a, a professional chef because when you go out of the house, everybody else's food is a step down from what you're used to eating. Well, and you know that a lot of the places we go, the fats they're using are not quality fats. And so you have that in your mind. It's almost hard to relax. I feel like I get paralyzed a little bit and anxious when we do go out. And I try to just like shed all that, relax, and just eat the food. But we just kind of went to a dive a little bit of a dive breakfast place and we knew it wasn't going to be like quality fats and we were like we're just gonna we're gonna try to eat pancakes again and what I should have done is just made them myself but I've never had flour or sugar in this house since we've lived here so I was like I don't want to contaminate my own kitchen <laughs> so, we'll, lose, we'll lose our certification wait we, we don't have one we don't Never have mind. one but you know if I do make something for someone that's gluten-free or keto you know if I have someone that wants to place a special order mm-hmm. I know I've never had flour in this house so there's no fear of cross-contamination or anything like that but then when you go out and you get pancakes we did this a while back so now we've done it twice in one year which is like we're killing it with eating pancakes now. So the last place we went, they were so good. So we tried a different place because all the reviews said how good they were. Those people don't know what they're talking about. They were not good. <laughs> and this is the slippery slope. That's what happens. It's that, And it's that time of year. Everybody out there, you guys know... It's, you know, we just got through Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, I could have a piece of pecan pie or, oh, I could have a piece of apple pie, whatever it is, you know. Yeah. You kind of start sliding down that slope. So, and we just want to say it's okay. And you're, you know, you don't have to live in this uh, world where you restrict yourself all the time. And, you know, unless you have, like you said health issues or you have specific uh, health goals you're trying to reach. Right. And, you know, I don't I don't think there's anything really wrong with experimenting also just to see how your body responds. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend making it worth it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and that's what happened. The first time we talked about this, the first time we had, you know, pancakes, it was kind of an accident. We ordered omelets. Yeah. And, and the pancakes were, there were, they came with it. And when they asked if you wanted them, I was like, Fine, bring the pancakes, you know, I'll try them. And they turned out to be really good. That was the bad thing. I know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about this, and they were delicious, and I wasn't going to have them, and then you got them, so I was like, me too. <laughs> and this time when we went out, they were not good, so we didn't, I didn't even finish them. I didn't even finish half of them. I think yep. I gave them to you. Yeah, they weren't very good, but that, that was fine. They weren't good, you know. Whatever. So. Yeah. But hopefully everyone had, you know, you might have had an experience like that with Thanksgiving. And sometimes what happens is mentally you get kind of beat down because you feel like you've cheated Mm -hmm. or you've done something wrong. You haven't done anything wrong. I mean, you've, you've lived life. And let's not confuse the whole, like, I'm doing this for my health. And if something happens and I eat something else, yet you're not, it's not like a heaven hell thing. Right. Now, you know? I, I did have this conversation last week with uh, a friend of mine, somebody I'm, I'm helping with health coaching. And 
and they have a lot of health issues that they're that are that are bad. I mean, they're not good. So that's a type of person that really needs to be. I told them on the phone because they're they're they've kind of done you know uh, a, a healthy diet, you know something that we recommend, and then they kind of fallen off the wagon, and then they came back, and and their health issues come right back. Mm-hmm. So if you're that type of person, I told them I was listen, man, you need to get militant about your health. Right. You you, you have to because you have mm-hmm. no choice because you're not even fifty. And you're almost at the point where you need a cane to get around or, and you're going to need a, you know, like a handicapped vehicle to get in and out. Well, I think for us, we're saying now that it's okay to experiment a little, but after how many years are we finally okay with really experimenting a little bit? Well, we've been doing this for over four years now. Right. Carnivore for almost two. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having a meal out of the 365 days a year of eating minus whatever fasting you've done really isn't that much. I mean, that's a very small percentage of the intake. Yeah. And, but, and, and this gets into when you talk to people that are, that are essentially, they don't have any real issues, health issues that they're dealing with, but they want to live a healthier lifestyle. And you can kind of put them in that 80-20. <clears throat> like, listen, as long as like 80% of the time you're eating real food that's healthy uh, you know, and you feel good, you know, there's that 20% of the time where you could have off meals and don't feel bad about it. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And I think that's been, um, for me, and I know we've talked about this before, like when you eat something, if you eat something that's not on plan, let's say you're just like, whatever, start, you know, you don't even think about it anymore. And a lot of times as a female, we kind of dwell on it a little bit and I've gotten so much better about, you know, just like whatever next meal, Next, next time and leaving it behind. And a lot of it mentally is, you know, the mental part of it is actually a big, a big aspect of your health. Because if you start stressing about, you know, let's say if you're at a work party and there's nothing for you to eat and you're really hungry and you do go ahead and eat something rather than fast. Well, a lot of times people feel so guilty. That's worse on your health, that stress, then the little, you know, piece of whatever you ate or sandwich or whatever you might have had. Yeah, no, if you choose to cake. have like, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, we have cake or pie or whatever dessert, just have a little bit of it. Don't, you know, don't go crazy. Well, I know a lot of people run into the issue where they go to families' homes and your family makes food or maybe it's an in-law mm-hmm. and they make food and they get almost offended if you don't partake of some so that's also where a lot of people are having trouble this time of year because you know what's more important food is so central to relationships and and that communal aspect that when you go to someone's home and they offer you food and you say no you know I mean you have to weigh the cost benefit analysis of these things. Right. Like what are you willing to deal with if this is family? Are you are you confrontational or are you not confrontational? Um, you know, and we deal with that. Uh, and and I'm sure you all all you guys do too, along with, you know, food is up there <clears throat> with with religion and politics as far as like don't get into that discussion. Now now we were just talking about this before we came on the air about uh, you know, when you go to a family function, do you do you bring up the fact that, you know, we we do a carnivore diet or we do a keto diet. Even if you're doing a keto diet, a lot of people still think that's a little out there. Yeah, they do. And, you know, 
when you're, I don't know, when you're, especially if you're in a family where they love you through food, (laughs) this can become a real problem if you confront people at the table or at the gathering about their food choices, especially if it's a cultural thing. And this is like a food that's really deep, deep in their culture. Um, You know, let's just say, let's just take the... Hispanic tradition of at Christmas time making tamales. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be families out there where if you don't eat a tamale, you're basically offending the whole family. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so what do you do in these situations? Well, I think it's so different for each person. You just got to weigh what are you willing to deal with? Are you willing to deal with the repercussions of maybe straining some relationships or eat a bite or two and call it good and move on? Well, you know, at, you know, people will tell you I'm perfectly fine if somebody asks me what I think. Uh, if I'm a, at a, a Thanksgiving gathering, I'm okay with telling someone that, hey, you just have to understand that food you're eating is crap. You, you have to know that it might uh, taste sometimes good. Sometimes it makes me really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to you have to know like, okay, I'm going to eat this, but I have to understand if I eat this food that I know is not that has no nutritional value. I have to acknowledge that. And that's all I try to get across is just acknowledge that you're eating food that's not good for you. Right. You know, and at the holidays, which food is good for you? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff (laughs) that's on the table that, what were we listening to the radio the other day? And they were like, some guy was like, Thanksgiving's the best holiday because at what other time does your mom put something on the table covered in marshmallows and tell you to eat it <laughs> with your dinner? You know, so that's a that's that's part of it. There's a lot of foods that are, just are inherently not healthy at this time of year. So navigating all that, maybe you know, the big thing is. If you go to family functions, try to take something that you can eat and share with other people and let them see the benefit of a keto diet or a carnivore diet even and how good it can be. Yeah. Now, if I'm standing around and somebody goes, hey, hey, Steve, have you tried the, the pumpkin pie? I don't go, no, I don't eat pumpkin pie. It's crap. We we just say no. (laughs) (laughs) Just say, no, I haven't tried it yet. That's kind of where you go. Well, I think all of this also falls into what kind of personality are you? And how do you just normally respond to people? Because that's going to that's gonna come out mm-hmm. <laughs> just yep. normally. But, you know, we try to take something always um, that's keto-friendly or a dessert that we can eat. Because usually you can get around everything else because there's always meat. There's always meat, yeah. But and this year, it, this it year. was so easy because we stayed at our house and our kids came here. Yes, which is weird. And, yeah, that was strange. But it was awesome. It was, it was great because, uh, you know, I've spent, you know, 20 years in, in the military. So most holidays you're either either gone, uh, you know, on a deployment or you're traveling back to visit family. So so spending a holiday in your house was just something that it just didn't happen very often. It was very relaxed. Yeah. So being, very at, home, relaxed. being at home, having people come over and having food at your house and just be able to kind of kind of, uh, you know, sit around and visit was a, a good time. Yeah, because, you know, it was easy because um, I just planned something very simple, and we had keto dessert. I had made a keto pecan pie that was really pretty good, <laughs> and um, we just had some brown keto brownies, things like that, and ham, and we did eat some Brussels sprouts, and that was so weird because the only thing that bothered me the whole day were the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, that was weird, and, and, and when we were more keto, we had them all the time. But yeah, my daughter wanted the wanted Brussels sprouts, and so I was like, "Okay, that's fine." 
made them, ate them, and was like six hours later still going, wow, they're not digesting. No, did not like them. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't work out very good. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't work out were the plants. Yeah. The leafy weird. plants. Yeah, the leafy plants. The meat was okay, but the plants caused problems. Yeah. And that's just who we are. That doesn't mean it's going to have an issue for, for everybody else, of course, but... You know, you have to understand that when you're eating a primarily, you know, animal, you know, fat and protein diet, if you do add in those vegetables here and there, you you might find issue with things that you didn't have issues with in the past. Right. That's so true. And, you know, like you mentioned earlier, people that need to get serious about their health, this time of year is just a really hard time to do that. I think for me, a, a big thing that I like to see is that you try to just do good all in between the holiday and for that day or whatever event it is, you just try to do the best you can. Right. Could you get it? It's, it's just a day. It is. It's just a day. And it's usually just like a meal compressed all in one day. Maybe it's at three different homes. I don't know. Yeah. People eat a lot on the holidays. Now, if you're having it at your house, no, there is all that food that's kind of left over and staring you in the face. That That's different. Um, exactly. You know, but if you're just, you know, if it's just Thanksgiving and you're going to a family event, then it's just that day, you know, it's just that meal. Don't get so, out, you know, bent out of shape about it. Unless, again, you have certain issues or your kids have certain issues. That's another big thing is is taking kids to family functions and other people giving them food that you don't approve of. It's so hard with small children. <laughs> like, it's so difficult. <laughs> I know that our grandkids face that at other grandparents' house you know, at another grandparent's house where, you know, they, they do eat all this stuff that we don't eat and they want to love the grandkids through that food. And it makes it a little difficult for my son and daughter-in-law sometimes. <laughs> well, and, and again, like we said, a little bit is not that big of a deal. If they had like a single small cookie or, uh, you know, they tried maybe a little ice cream, something like that. But when the whole meal is nothing but a sugar overload. You have to deal with behavioral issues that come along with that. Yeah, usually after that, you know, kids are pretty cranky and parents are like, I don't know what's wrong with them. I guess they're tired. Well, yeah, the you know, all of you guys know <laughs> their blood sugar is just the same as ours. It skyrockets and then it drops when they've had sugar and it makes you cranky and little kids don't know how to control it. Sometimes adults don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that you have to figure out for your your family. It's it is hard. It is hard, and you know when you, when you're trying to stay healthy. Oh, and there's the keto train. Yep. They agree with what we're talking about. I guess they They're do. They're very excited about it. Um, and when you're try, trying to stay healthy, and and this time of year, it's really hard uh, for some people to stay healthy. I mean, we know so many people. It's a long honk today. Come on, get it out. Uh, we know so many people that are, are sick right now. It is, it's crazy. And it coincides with, again, we had Halloween and, you know, now everybody's got to get through Halloween and then you get to Thanksgiving and everybody starts celebrating and living their best life. And now they have a compromised immune system and, and that's one of the things yeah, you have to deal with. There's a lot of people with upper respiratory infections and all kinds of stuff going on right now that, that we know and... And it is true. It's just a compromised immune system. You you ate some trash, and now you got to pay for that, pay that experience. Man. And um, I wish I had a good rhyme there, but I don't. You know. 
Well, yeah, and you need to prepare for that. Like, you know, again, if you're going to make those decisions that I'm going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm going to indulge in some in some cakes or, you know, pies or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, just understand that you probably need to try some other things as well to boost your immune system. You know, take some extra vitamin C. Uh, you know, take an get extra... plenty of rest. Get plenty of rest, exactly. Plenty of sleep. And that's another thing, you know, and that's why people get sick around the holidays is they're, is they're stressed, so they don't they don't sleep well. They're staying up late. Family comes in town and you usually stay up later than usual to visit. And, mm-hmm. You know, just make rest a priority. Yeah. We just party. That's what we're saying. For like two months, there's just, <laughs> it's just party atmosphere everywhere. <laughs> no, not us. <laughs> no. We're like, my daughter was like, hey, are y'all going to still be up? It was like nine o'clock. I was like, no, we're not. When are you going to be here? 10? No, we're not going to be up. No, we, we will, <laughs> we will most be, in bed. be in bed uh, asleep. Because yeah. we prioritize rest, and we have found that uh, we operate so much better when we put a really hard focus on getting to bed at an appropriate time and just waking up kind of naturally. Yeah. Oh, that kind of leads me into something I wanted to mention about sleep. I didn't write it down. You can't bring it up if I didn't oh, write it down. Oh, you didn't write it down? <laughs> no. So, you know, we took the rest week, which I think was really important. It was a semi-rest week for me. Um and we talked about training and all that stuff last on our last podcast. And the rest is part of training and getting that through my thick head has been really hard. So I'm finally getting it. And something else that we've talked about before is in the winter, the electrolyte balance that you often neglect because you don't realize how thirsty you might be or how much water you are losing. And something we've done based on what you were doing, I started increasing my electrolyte intake and mineral intake. And that's something that really has helped me, I think, with better, deeper sleep in the last couple of weeks. I've started increasing those electrolytes. Well, and, and that brings up a good point. A lot of people will, will stop drinking water at a certain time uh, before they go to bed because they don't want to have to get up to use a restroom in the middle of the night. And oftentimes... Uh, getting up to use the restroom is really not that you have too much water. It's that you're, uh, you don't have your electrolytes balanced properly. Right. You're, you're missing some sodium. You're missing some minerals and potassium, all those different things. So, I mean, I know we've said this before. My favorite one is Ultima. And for people who are trying to do no sweeteners, I get it. That's a little more difficult for you. But this has stevia in it and or stevia, however you say it. I hear people say it different. Whatever. All the time, and I don't even, it doesn't matter. But the ultimate replenishers have been my go-to, well, our family go-to for a long time now, that and the Redmond salt. And that's something that has been, if you're going to look at supplementation, man, that's been the best supplement intake that I I think I've done just across the board. If If I don't have anything else, if I have those two things, I'm good. And, and we've went to, or and I, I, well, I went to specifically three of those a day. So three of those uh, drinks a day. One in the morning, you know, kind of when you get up, you get your electrolytes in. And then sometime in the afternoon and then in the, I don't want to say late evening, but, you know, usually anywhere between 6 to 7.30-ish, try to get that one last uh, electrolyte drink in. And it seems to be helping with sleep. Yeah, it really has. I've been doing that, and then I take some multi-minerals along with that at night, and I think that my rest has been better because, you know, a lot of times if your electrolytes are off balance, that's when you get that heavy heartbeat or that irregular heartbeat. And, you know, if your heartbeat, 
if you're monitoring that and you see those changes, that's one indicator that it's just an electrolyte balance that you might be uh, having an issue with. So getting that right, which is kind of a trick, it's not easy all the time, but you find, you know, through experimentation, kind of what works for you. And like, like it, just like you, I've been doing about three of those drinks a day and that seems to be helping. And of course the salt intake hasn't changed. I, I take a lot of salt, mm-hmm. a lot of salt every now, day. Now we talked about having a, a rest week, but when you have, have a rest week, it, it's not a rest week from your nutrition, your electrolytes, all that stuff. Really hit that stuff hard on your rest week. And when you come back, like what we what we found was, is we call it kind of a semi-rest week because uh, we, we didn't work out, but we had some you know physical activities in there like digging ditches and stuff. Um, but by Friday, we were antsy to work out. Right. We had that one crappy meal, but everything else was still within plan pretty mm-hmm. much. And it wasn't very much food. But yeah, by, by, well, even yesterday, you went outside and I saw you out there lifting the barbell. I was like, why are you doing this on a rest day? Sunday's <laughs> rest day. You were like, I've had a whole rest week. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's what happens. That's why the rest weeks are important because number one, it lets your body kind of recuperate and heal any issues that it's, that it's dealing with that you might not even see yet. And then mentally you get that break of you don't have to worry about getting in an intense workout or getting to the gym or getting up early to work out. So you get that mental break. And by the time, you know, three or four days rolls by, you're physically ready to go. And then you're mentally, you're you're ready to get back at it. And there's a boost that you get from taking that rest week. Right. And it felt really good to get back out and get back to running today and just normal activity after a week of kind of like vacation, I don't want to call it vacation. It wasn't really vacation for us. <laughs> Maybe it was for you guys. <laughs> well, it was a, it was definitely like a, a decompress because you know like like physically did some just did stretching and uh, relaxing, nothing nothing crazy, and then really focusing on uh, you know I st- still hit electrolytes and then getting a lot of sleep. Like just yeah. getting a lot of sleep helps. Oh, the sleep. Like, it's been so nice, I have to say. I'm, I've learned to really appreciate a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference. I mean, it, it makes all the difference in, in, you know, not having that compromised immune system and, and healing your muscles and, and just being ready to go when you wake up in the morning. Right. So that's, a, you know, a good point to bring up. So, and these are just good opportunities. Like the Thanksgiving week was just a good opportunity to take that week off because, you know, you're going to have family coming in town. You're going to have that hole in the week where it's Thanksgiving, uh, the day prior, the day after with family around. So it just made it a good week to plan that as a rest week. Exactly. And, you know, for me this week, what was so funny was Thanksgiving morning, my middle son sends pictures of the food he's making and he's like, Mom, this, I see now why typically women get so much enjoyment out of today because the cooking is half the fun. And I was like, enjoyment? Most of the time, all the women around in my family were super stressed. (laughs) (laughs) No, we enjoyed it. Like, this year was so stress-free, even having it at our house, because I didn't go bananas with, I didn't go bananas. I didn't go, I didn't go crazy with 400 different items of food, which we would have never eaten anyway. But if I saw, if I showed you guys pictures of the Thanksgivings that I've put on at my home in the past and the, the long tables of food, you would be like, 
you were killing people. And yes, I was. I was slowly poisoning people with a lot of sugar. But this time was really nice. I mean, the biggest thing that I think we did outside of, you know, our normal was I made some sweet potato fries for my daughter and we ended up eating some. Who's not going to do that? Come on. Right. And I bought, wait for it, cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I bought a cheese platter. I did a cheese tray. It's a fancy cheese platter. Man, we hadn't had cheese, and I wasn't sure. And I know I've talked about this before. When I eat cheese, I would get, like, all itchy and stuff. Yep. So this is one of those things where when we're talking about a carnivore diet or a keto diet, do you have to do it forever? Granted, cheese can fall in that zero-carb category. For people, keto, or maybe some of you consider it carnivore. I don't know. But... Just seeing that after doing this style of eating for so long that you can actually heal some things in your body, that we've eaten like almost this whole entire tray of cheese and nothing bad has happened. <laughs> well, and, and when we say nothing bad has happened, you know, when we cut out dairy, that helped me tremendously. It helped me with knee pain. It helped me. I dropped some weight. I mean, it really made a difference in uh, how I felt and my body composition. So so when you go to start adding things back in, again, I talk about the, the slippery slope. You're about to, you know, where are you going with it? So uh, you have to monitor uh, your, you know, when you start putting things back in that you took out, how you feel. Does your Do your knees hurt or whatever joint issues you might have? And do you start slowly, progressively putting back on weight? You got to... Yeah. So that's something. Do I want to eat a whole plate of cheese every day? No. Uh-uh. No, not at all. Should you? Probably not. But the fact that the physical ramifications of eating a piece of cheese, of having like the itchy legs and skin doesn't happen. And I've done, I've, I've eaten a piece of cheese, like I ate a piece of cheese yesterday. We're talking like a cube. And then, you know, a couple of those yesterday. I had a couple today because we've got this giant plate of cheese. And nothing bad has happened. I haven't itched. I haven't, none of that's happened, which I think is pretty amazing that you can see your body can actually reverse and heal in some of those areas where maybe you weren't able to eat certain things before. So when you do experiment this time of the year or whatever, you might notice that, wow, I wasn't able to eat that before. Does it mean you should eat it all the time now? Probably not, depending on what it is. Like, you know, we ate pancakes and nothing bad happened, but should we eat those all the time? No, probably not. Probably not. You know. Or you're just going to go back to where you were at. You're going to go back to dealing with the same health issues you had before. But you got a great point. How long does it take to heal whatever issues you have before you can test things? And there's no answer to that. No, there's really not. I mean, I would say the minimum would be 90 days of doing something before you could really go back and try something else to give your body a real good long period of resting and and basically rebuilding cells, having cell turnover. But, you know, it just takes it just takes a while and it takes some experimentation. I've eaten cheese in the past and had itchy skin. So what happened this time? I have no idea. Maybe it's just a really good cheese platter. Maybe it was just a really good quality cheese and the cheese I ate before was pretty low quality. Yeah, I don't you don't know. know. That could be it. Yeah, so th- this goes back to everybody has to be their own you know, um, scientist as far as our body goes and, and doing their experiment because it could take 90 days or it could take two years. You really don't know. Right. And I've heard doctors talk about that you know, deal with patients all the time, especially ones that have type 2 diabetes, and they'll say it's it's about two years on a, a strict ketogenic diet before 
uh, that person can really uh, eat things and it not severely uh, have an impact on their blood sugar like it did before. The insulin resistance being reversed, yes, it's 18 months to two years, sometimes longer for people. It depends. Sometimes longer, yeah. I mean, and that's if you're strict and, and does it work for everybody? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we don't, don't know. know. And there, there, and there's no way to no way to put uh you know a real finger on exactly what it is because we're all so different um to, as doing to what we're doing. So again, you got to be your own um, little researcher. Yeah, you do. You got to be your own health advocate, and you 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 know you have to just try things for yourself. And all of this is really, I mean, we do all of these things because we want to be healthy, active grandparents. You right. know, and I mean, we've got grandkids now. So, and when they come over here, no joke, it's straight up chaos. And <laughs> it so, is, it you is. know, at four and one, the, I'm, I'm sorry, five. five he yep. just turned five. Five and one, they're 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 a handful. They're a fun handful, but they're constantly wanting to do something. Yeah, and it was it was interesting because it was raining the entire day, so it was just nasty yeah. wet outside. So so everybody kind of had to stay in the house. And uh, so that means uh, remote control cars, uh, remote control helicopters, uh, balls, things getting broken. Nothing got broken. Chasing the animals, locking the animals up, all kinds of fun stuff. That was the worst part for the dog. He got locked up because his tail is like uncontrollable. And he's right at the height of the uh, of our one-year-old grandson, and he knocks him down and makes him cry. So you can't have that. Yeah. And when we say lock him up, we, we mean we just put him in the laundry room and put up a, a like a baby gate. And, and he doesn't know he can climb right over it. And he could hop over that thing in, in an instant, but he just lays right behind it and cries. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen him. He's a goober. He's a, he's a goofy doodle. <laughs> So it was fun. I mean, I hope all you guys had a great Thanksgiving, really. Um, it's a great time of year. Uh, just be, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with health issues or you're uh, just trying to get through something, and, and that includes any, any type of uh, anxiety or uh, depression or anything that you, that you encounter during the holiday season, know that sticking to a really good nutritional diet is going to help you with those issues. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't deal with a lot of super like chronic health issues and you eat this way for just fitness and weight loss and things like, or, you know, just body composition. Now that, you know, hopefully, you know, if you eat something off plan, it's not the end of the world. There is another meal coming. Yes, <laughs> and yeah. You can, you can rectify it then. So Christmas is coming. It's coming fast. Christmas is coming. How many shopping days left on Christmas? Uh, we don't shop. We don't shop. <laughs> so we're done. We don't shop, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, um, I think that kind of wraps it up for uh, this post-apocalypse week. Yeah, I think so. So uh, we enjoy you guys listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't eat a bunch of stuff that will make you get sick. Uh, or if you do, just don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yep. So go out there. Make sure you eat fat and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tasco Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com. <laughs>